This is James O'Keefe. We're live on Spaces. We're live on X. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Rumble. We're live everywhere someone can be live. We have breaking news. Um, we have breaking news out of Arizona again here on the inside with James O'Keefe every 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. We have just infiltrated No Mas Muertes, No More Deaths in Spanish, an encampment in the middle of the desert in Aravaca, Arizona, near the border, uh, posing as land surveyors, posing as donors, with the help of an illegal immigrant working undercover. So we're just letting everyone uh, uh, filter in here, uh, and we're also going to go to the congressman. Congressman Tiffany, we believe, is on standby, uh, and we're going to go ahead and get him in the queue, if, we, if my team can go ahead and get the congressman in the queue. Uh, and we'll go ahead and call upon him in a minute to recap the Ramada story. But this is breaking video. We just published it a moment ago. It's an incredible video. This video goes hard. Uh, I've only had the guns pointed at me twice, which is usually FBI, what you would call federales. That's in Mexico, but FBI pointing guns at us. But this time they were pointing guns at our journalists, an NGO, a nonprofit organization affiliated with a church. So we're going to get through that video, go through all the way through that video. But before we get to that video, I believe we have Congressman Tiffany in the queue. Um, teamed with the congressman up yet? Stand by. Uh, congressman Representative Tiffany, uh, this was he went to the Ramada that we infiltrated last week. So we're going to wait for him to come in. Uh, we're going to play a little clip of, of that just to remind you about our story last week. Let's go to that video. I don't want him asking me. Dude, I'm going to still in the city. Standing in front of the Ramada Andrew Sunday Airport. Police officer told us to find a business. What is this, a migrant place? What is it? None of your business. You're going. We see migrants, illegal immigrants standing in rooms and told us not to go in. What is this business over here? It doesn't matter. you got to go because the Pima County is coming. going in anyway. They're supposed to have a sponsor. So that was that video last week. We a congressman actually showed up and actually they they the sheriff threatened to arrest him too at the Ramada Inn hotel that we showed up at the Tucson that airport. That they lied to be yes. here in the first place. And that's what will get them in trouble. We wanted to talk to someone about resources. We put a hidden camera on a Mexican elite. So Congressman uh, Tiffany, are you there? Yes, James, I'm here. And uh, we saw your video. You showed up to this Ramada compound, and what was remarkable is that they threatened to, to call the sheriff on you. Could you just tell uh, our listeners what happened to you? So first of all, James, thank you so much for the work you did. The reason we ended up at the Ramada is because of the work you did the day prior. I was headed for Tucson to have that natural resources hearing that we did have, and on our way from the natural resources hearing to the Tucson airport, we made a little detour to the Ramada where you were at, and we were stopped by security. We asked to be able to get into the facility. They denied it, and then we asked again of the assistant manager, and she said, this is private property, and she instructed her staff, call the sheriff's department, and that's what they did. And, and what did the sheriff show up? What happened next? 
Yeah, the sheriff showed up next and we talked to him and, you know, as any good officer would do, the sheriff's department, they were like, we just want to, you know, they're looking to defuse the situation or whatever. And I handed him my card and I just said, hey, I'm a congressman and I want to take a look at what's going on in here because we know that there are federal dollars, lots of them, that go into a place like uh, the Ramada where Casa Elitis is and um, uh, just had some discussions about that. And the assistant manager was insistent. No, you will not come on to this property. It's private property. Now, now, now you saw our video where the sheriff uh, walked up to me and the bus was, was this the same deputy sheriff that I interacted with? Some guy named Marr and some other guys. Did any of them look familiar from my video? No, James, um, we took a look at your video and it was not the same sheriff's deputies. You know, it's to be interesting. Um, what's the next step for you? What, what what do you intend to do from here on out when it comes to this facility? You know, when you, uh, when you take a look at the end of the video as we left there, um, the promise I made to the assistant manager is that um, we, we are going to have hearings on this. Now, I said specifically we should have a hearing right there in Tucson, and I think we should, but um, our schedules don't always allow that. I talked to Chairman Jordan here in the last 24 hours of the Judiciary Committee, and I said I strongly urge us to have a hearing in regards to the actions of NGOs and how they're the critical link in the chain of illegal immigration coming into America. And I'm really going to be continuing to be uh, persistent to get that hearing where we hear from some of these NGOs and what they're doing, all the money that they're getting and how they claim to be um, conducting their business for humanitarian purposes. But as you know, James, there's nothing humanitarian about what's happening for people coming across the southern border with drownings in the Rio Grande, women coming in with the morning after pill in a little baggie after having went through the gauntlet with the cartels, people being fried in the back of semi-trailers in San Antonio. Um, I think there's a lot of questions to be answered by these NGOs. So we're listening to Congressman Tiffany, who showed up at the Ramada Hotel after I did He's, in a, he's talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. This is breaking news here. This is the, the secret Casa Alitas video last week. And they called the sheriff on the congressman. Uh, now, Congressman, did you, see, did you see the bus pull up right behind me filled with illegal immigrants? As the deputy sheriff was saying, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not on that bus. I mean, as a, as a member of Congress... They, they're calling the police on you, on me, on journalists. I mean, what, and what, what, what is going on? Like, what is your impression of that behavior exactly? Uh, Americans come last. Illegal immigrants come first. You should have been at our natural resources hearing where we highlighted how they're um, much of Arizona's border is federal lands. You should see the environmental degradation, the stuff just strewn all over down there, whether it's food, blankets, all the rest in the Coronado National Forest is specifically where we looked. And just in, in every way, it is let's treat illegal immigrants best in this whole thing. In fact, we heard that from one of the key authors of the Senate bill when he said, we should be mainly concerned about those who are in the migrants who are in our country. They should be our first concern. That came from a United States senator. 
uh, Congressman, anything else you want to say? We have a breaking video today called No Mas Muertes. It's a death camp near the border. We've infiltrated. Anything else you want to add before we go to our next guest? Um, I want you to keep up the good work, James. We appreciate it more than you know that the story you did is the trigger for us, what we did in Tucson. And this is a story that I've been on for a couple years, and I think it's the next step for the American people to understand how these NGOs are the critical link in the chain, one of the critical links in the chain that are making this happening, make it happen. And the Biden administration is funneling billions of dollars of American taxpayer dollars to those NGOs. You're listening to Congressman Tiffany, who showed up to the Ramada Tucson Casa Salita secret location at the sheriff's office, called on him just like they called it on me. Congressman, a lot of people are, are pissed at Congress and think Congress does nothing, and they feel very disillusioned by everything happening. And they and what I'm sensing from the American people is they want to do something, anything they basically ask me how they can help. How can people watching these atrocities, what, what can people do is the question that, that everyone has. What, what do you think people should can and should do? You know, as we get to 2024 here, it's evident the Biden administration does not want to stop this invasion that's going on at our southern border. I got to tell you, James, this is all about the 2024 election. I mean, this is the number one issue at this point, and it is one of the key issues. They've got to talk to their friends and relatives and make them understand how and uh, what a dire situation this is, and it is a full-on invasion of America, meant to change America fundamentally. Um, that is one of the key things that they have to do, and they should be spreading your video everywhere across America. Thank you, Congressman. So basically, Congressman's telling, saying you need to speak to your friends and family, Congressman Tiffany, regarding kind of opening their eyes, enlightening them. Thank you for being on The Inside with James O'Keefe, Congressman. Hopefully you guys hold hearings and get some oversight. I think perhaps the only oversight we can really get at this moment in space and time is to get on The Inside. We're going to go to Victor of Avila. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name. Victor, are you there? I'm here, James. Thank you so much for having me today. Victor is a retired ICE Homeland Security Investigations. He's running for Congress. He was shot at by the cartel. We're going to get to the cartel later in the program because we infiltrated this Nomas Muertes. We're going to play some clips here. We're getting the clips loaded into our uh, our machine for YouTube, Rumble, and other programs. Um, Victor, we're about to – we already broke the story on X. It's going viral. Um, let's talk about solutions. We know what the challenges are here in these videos that we're showing the American people. Today's video, which you can watch, it's on my X page, and how this program usually works is we – we play a little bit of the video. We go through the video. We'll do that in a minute. Um, what's the solution here? You've, you've really been in the trench. What, what do you I, think the solutions are? I really have. There's there's a lot of solutions that we got to do. And uh, the solutions that I'm going to give you, some you're going to think, well, these are pretty e easy to do. We just need to actually do them and have enforcement behind them. Speaking of the NGOs, the very first thing, and that's the one of the first things I'm going to do uh, in Congress when I get in there, is to defund the NGOs. But who's, who's giving the money to the NGOs? Because if you ask to the Department of Homeland Security, they say, well, we're not the ones actually giving them the money. And technically, they're right. It's going, a lot of the funding is going via FEMA. And so you got to understand the channels of where the, the money is flowing through these NGOs. And one of the biggest ones is through uh, FEMA. And so we need to be able to start defunding the, uh, these NGOs also by getting rid of their C3, C4 statuses. 
Um, you also have to defund the cities that are using like the hotel that you were at in El Paso, Texas. They do it a, a lot. And along the border, they use the funds, the federal funds, our taxpayer money to house these illegals in uh, empty schools and hotels. And you know, obviously, we all know what's happening in New York. It's happening across the country. When you stop the flow of the money, you stop them by operating. And uh, the NGOs, we know who they are. The The big ones that I'll mention to you is Endeavors, uh, Border Mission Hope, who is in uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, Border Coalition Humanitarian, which is in Del Rio, Texas. And they go along the border. Uh, these NGOs are, are, I believe, they're facilitators of the cartel because, uh, like I told you last time, what they're doing is illegal. I used to arrest people for smuggling and for uh, aiding and abetting and for transporting people. That is completely illegal. Another solution is one of the first bills that I'm going to have when I get in there is to not allow any of these illegals to board a commercial airplane or a commercial bus. Again, the, the this government and this administration has gotten together with the with the airlines to facilitate that through TSA to be allowed through that checkpoint without any identification, something that you and I cannot do. You're the listening to Victor Avila, retired ICE Homeland Security, shot at by the cartel. He's talking about solutions. He's running for Congress. Um, uh, Victor, you know we're about to go into this video that we just broke. Um, you're on Spaces. We got six thousand people live listening and growing. Um, have you ever heard of this group? Now, when when you were a federal, uh, when you worked with the feds, did you? What state were you in? Arizona. Uh, I worked uh, a lot in Texas. I worked in Arizona, and I also worked in uh, in Mexico as a diplomat. You mentioned me getting shot. Tomorrow is actually the anniversary, the thirteenth anniversary of Agent Zapata and I being ambushed by a cartel where he was killed tragically next to me, and I survived. Uh, by the grace of God, getting shot three times. So I've worked in the country. I've worked in Central America, and I've worked in Europe. I understand the bigger picture that we have to deal with and the solutions that I bring. A lot of them are dealing with uh, the outside, these countries, Mexico, Cuba, Venezuela, China, Iran, because it's all tied in to our southern border. These people are accessing us. Have you ever heard Mexico. of a group called No Mas Muertes, No More Deaths, an NGO yes. in Arizona? Yes, I have heard of them. What can you tell us about that group? Because that's the subject of the video that we just broke. Well, <laughs> they're just like the others. Uh, this one seems to be a little bit more brazen because of the location of where they're at. But they, What do you mean they, by that? Well, they mean? operate very openly uh, when it comes to facilitating the movement and the housing of illegal aliens. But as soon as you you learn that very quickly, and I've I've had I've had the opportunity to go in there and get kicked out myself from a lot of these places, and they're not open for you and me. They're they're not transparent. They work in a very covert type way once they're inside the facilities. Um, uh, speaking of solutions, what I want to do is these solution these uh, facilities that we built along the 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 border. These soft sided mm -hmm. white facilities that you've seen. Uh, they're all over the place. They're huge. They're uh, state-of-the-art facilities, but they're not for our Americans, and I want to keep them. We already built them. I want to keep them, but I want to keep you. them for our veterans. Now, now, now Victor, you mentioned, and you mentioned, and again, if you're just tuning in, you're on the inside with James O'Keefe. It's 4.30. We're about to go into the piece, the breaking news piece, which is an extraordinary video. Um, Victor, uh, Nomas Muertes is affiliated with the um, Church of Tucson, the Universalist Unitarian Church. 
Now, churches in this country are not required to file a public tax return, even though they're 5-1-C-3s. But these guys have been arrested uh, 40 times, human smuggling charges, hmm. and, and they're, they're clearly engaged in illicit activity. Uh, how does that work? How are they able to ha have tax deductibility while evading the feds and doing this sort of human smuggling? How does that well, work? That's, that's the issue, is that they're not evading the feds because the feds are not enforcing the law against them. They have actually given them carte blanche to do exactly what we're talking about. They have been granted this permission and authority to move these people. And, and, and I can't stress enough how uh, illicit this activity is. It's illegal to do it. It's a violation of 8 U.S.C. 1324, especially for private financial gain. That, that carries a, a prison of up to 10 years in prison, a sentence of up to 10 years in prison. That's what I did in my career. A lot of uh, alien smuggling and human trafficking. Let's not forget the, the, the people that are then exploited. Uh, mostly for the sex slave trade and a lot of forced labor trade uh, as well in the United States. These people, by the way, you mentioned the church, Catholic Charities. You, I know you heard that name before. They use the church name to protect themselves and come across All as right. humanitarians, but not thank for you. Thank you, Victor. I think we want to get to the footage. I appreciate your time, everyone. Um, let's go to the videotape. That was something that they used to say to me when I was a kid when they were talking about sports reels. Let's play the first clip no, here. No more. I hope this is working. We're going to YouTube and Rumble. This is me standing outside of Nomas Muertes. It's a breaking video every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. I, I see people in airports. I can't wait for your next video. I said it's, it's 4 o'clock on Wednesdays. So we have a regularly scheduled movie. This is a 24-minute long video. And, and every time we break these videos, they get crazier and crazier and i'm sitting next to my best friend here uh caesar we're going to call him caesar our illegal immigrant with the hidden camera caesar we're going to play this clip here uh to our to the world listen to this which is a non-profit in the middle of absolutely nowhere we posed as surveyors no mas muertes is over there is this the uh now we're looking at we're looking at the camp the encampment in the middle of the desert in arizona 30 miles north of the border, and we're looking at, a, at an image. You're on X. For those of you who can't see, you can at least hear. Um, these are hidden camera images taken by Nick Shirley, myself, into this camp. Let's keep playing. The, uh, the Muertes uh, group? Yes. Okay. We're going to be laying a plumb line. Hi, Nate. Oh, hi. So we said we're going to lay a plumb line. We were surveying. We were undercover this time as surveyors. Last week, it was homeless people. The week before it was drunken people. The week before it was gay. I was a gay guy with the White House. Let's watch this. Hey, I'm James Nate, if that's his real name. Then straight up lied to me. We just spoke to this woman. She was a larger woman, sort of, sort of portly looking. All these staffers wearing masks because, and you'll see this in the video, they say that they don't want anybody to know their identities. These are NGO workers affiliated with a church. This is Was with a group called Muerte? Is that your? Is that the group? And that guy, if you if you can't see him, this gave off vibes from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt when he's infiltrating, or he's not infiltrating. He's, I guess, traipsing into the camp in the desert with all the Charles Manson people. Um, these guys are lying to me and saying they're not part of the group that they're clearly part of. 
It's all the secrecy I've never seen before. Our illegal immigrant was nearby recording everything they were saying. So, Caesar, you're sitting next to me. Just set this up for people. Um, you were in the car outside the place, and you decided to go in. Uh, I decided to go in, and once uh, about 30 minutes went by, and I realized how creepy and how the illegal stuff going on here, I... I, I actually regretted going in. <laughs> Why is that? Because I started fearing for my life, and I said, uh, I wish I would have never gotten out of the car, because we did have a conversation where we said, you know what, it's not going to happen, abort mission, and then I decided to still go in there. Why did you decide to go in? Just a voice in my head told me, get off. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's either going to happen now or never, and uh, go in. Let's see what happens here. What did she say there? About the military showing up? This is this is Nomas Muertes worker speaking in Spanish. What did she just say? We don't we the when the white people show up, we 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 what is she talking about with these masks? So she said that they wear them when the white people show up or when the military shows up. And you just got to question, what's the what's the U.S. military doing out here visiting this camp? This is, for those of you who don't know what this is, this is something called Nomas Muertes, affiliated with the Universalist Church of Tucson. And you can see there, for those of you on Rumble and YouTube, we're posing as surveying workers here. We can just set up shop on the other side of the road and take some measurements. And the cartel came over in a Toyota Hilux with a Browning 1919 machine gun this camp and snatched up six Nicaraguan women in the middle of the night and took it back to Mexico. They took, they, they kidnapped women from the camp. And this is, this is, this camp is in the United States yes. and they brought them back to Mexico. Yes. So came to this camp with a Browning machine gun and snatched up Nicaraguan women and took them back to Mexico. Yeah. No more death. No mas muertes builds itself as a ministry of the Universal Unitarian Church out of Tucson. It's a ministry. It's the I don't know what type of ministry is has armed people with guns. We're gonna get to these guys because guys had guns and they were threatening you, and that's why you feared for your life. We're gonna get to that in a moment. But but you're inside this camp, Caesar, and um, let's see. We which is itself clip. a registered five hundred one c three nonprofit with the IRS. Because it's a church, based upon IRS regulations, churches are not required to file an annual tax return. Well, that means they can't get, we can't get their 990. If we can't get their 990, we don't know their budget, and we don't know who works there. Even though they're doing things that they, they should not qualify them for tax exemption, or they or uh, under the 501c3 code, to the public. These are churches that meet the requirements. Therefore, organizations like the Unitarian Church of Tucson are exempt from filing annual returns. It's unclear how an organization that consistently gets raided by the military and whose members have been arrested by Border Patrol 40 times, which include alleged crimes of human smuggling, it's just unclear how that organization is somehow meeting IRS requirements. So we decided to dig a little deeper. This is where you go in. Now, first of all, one of our other journalists poses a donor and called Mary this, Weiss. this universalist church, Mary Weiss, pronouns she, her. She makes sure she puts her pronouns on the website now. The administrator for the church, because we posted the donor, while you were going inside the camp, we had someone pretending to be a donor, trying to find out what their budget was. Let's see what we get out of Mary Weiss. She, her, 
who is the administrator for Unitarian Universalist Church of Tucson. We ascertained their budget and more information about their staff. This is this is our donor. I put the donor in quotes because she's not actually a donor. Hi, Mary. I would like to make a donation. I was trying to make a donation to some organizations that I think you guys might work with or partner with in regards to the um, migration issue. Yeah, no more deaths is young when we actually partner with. So there's the confirmation that the Universalist Church of Tucson is partnering with No More Deaths. Okay, now what this has to do with church activity, I don't know. Do you have any idea why they're partnering with a church to smuggle these people? Probably to hide behind the church, behind the to hide and hide behind religion. Hide behind the Church of Tucson. Oh, so they, are, they are a ministry of the church. Most of the money actually goes directly to the migrants. Like they have a camp in Aravaca. Well, there's the confirmation. That was the camp that you went into, right? Yes. That's the camp we were at. Yes. Now, where exactly is Aravaca? No one's ever heard of that place. Really close to the border. <laughs> How far of a drive from the interstate was it to the camp, approximately? I think it was about an hour. An, an hour from the interstate? Yeah. Wow. They've been with us since 2006. How many employees do they have in total, would you say? Probably about four or five. So. Four or five employees. And there's about four or five people in this video. So... If anybody listening to this basis has any information about the names of these people, we got a couple names. Okay. We're going to go to um, the budget. Let's see if we get some information because we can't get their tax returns. So now we're trying to ascertain what their budget is. Um, about $400,000 a year. And if you were to have a check made out um, to UUCP, and it should say no more deaths in the memo line, it will go directly to them. Okay, $400,000. So this is you in the camp, Caesar, with your hidden cameras on. Let's see what you get. Look at the camp while we were surveying. We then sent in the illegal immigrant into the camp with hidden cameras. Pause, pause the car. No mas muertes is over there. Uh, the uh, undercover journalist is currently embedded inside. Hola. Hola, ¿cómo está? ¿Te ayuda? Sí, por favor. Sí, vengo por aquí. Agua, papá. You say your feet hurt. Were you like pretending to be uh, walking all the way from Mexico? Yeah, I was pretending that I've been walking for about three days. And I went, sat, sat down and I took my shoes off. Es que me, me caí caminando por abajo. Y me dolían mucho los pies. Tengo tanto caminando. ¿Esta gente de ahí te hizo daño? No, no. This is in Spanish, so for those of you listening, you're saying, my feet are t I'm very tired, my feet hurt. The workers that we interacted with while surveying were much more hospitable towards the illegal immigrant and explained the purpose of the camp. So they're talking about the purpose. They're saying they have bad people here, patrols pass by, but this is a safe place for you. And these are the three employees. You can't see their faces, but... We're looking, they're all wearing masks. Everyone's wearing masks in the middle of the desert with nobody around. <laughs> now, then she says, and this is all in Spanish. A lot. Just translate this for our audience here. This is one of these no mas muertes workers. Here we go. What did she just say? So what she just said is that she they only wear the mask 
when uh, white people show up or when the military shows up. <laughs> when white people show up, they wear masks. <laughs> and and why, why do they want to wear the masks when white people in the military show up? They said it's to hide their identities, their faces. You're listening to On the Inside with James O'Keefe. You're currently listening to the latest video release. And for some, somehow every week we do this, the, the, the most recent video outdoes the week before in terms of its, um, I guess you could say, bizarre factor. This is not fiction. This is not a Tarantino movie. This is not Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're in the middle of the desert with some real creepy people, and it's about to get crazier. We're, we're taking them step by step. Uh, we're going through the, these are these bizarre people with masks on. Who, who are affiliated with a church, ladies and gentlemen. They're a registered 501c3 charity. That means you get a tax deduction when you give to the death camp. <laughs> you get your tax deduction, but they don't file a public tax return. I know how that works because I had to get audited every year. I was very careful. But let's continue on with the death camp. We're currently talking to Nomas Muertes. <laughs> Me, me dieron raíz, pero... ¿De allá? ¿Con los chalecos amarillos? While on the inside, our illegal immigrant overheard staffers refer to us, the surveying journalists, as white supremacists. So they called us white supremacists. Uh, let's see. Now they say that we're, we're they're paranoid. If you could just translate this to our audience. There, there's, a, there's an insane degree of paranoia inside these camps. What is she saying? So she's saying that I came at a weird time. There's people watching them and there's always been people watching them and they're very paranoid now the whole time you were recording this on a, on like a hidden camera on your body i think you had two hidden cameras yeah yes but they're so uh they're so uh suspicious with how they are with they made me put my one of my cameras away and the other your, one, your phone yeah because you had a you had a hidden camera that was like it wasn't actually a phone but it looked like a phone yes and they they said you can't come in unless you put that away where did you put it in my pocket. Well, that you can hear that her say she's paranoid. So well, I'm, I'm about a mile away from this location. If you're on Rumble and YouTube, you can see this image. It looks like it, you're looking in the, I mean, we're in the middle of absolute nowhere. And the sheriff is an hour away. And you're looking at like a bunch of tents, big white bubble tents in the desert. Don't know what his status is or whether he said he's with us or not, but we're going to let him continue to infiltrate and return later today. The level of paranoia for a group that is a registered 501c3 church group with the IRS and not required to file a tax return even though they take in tax-deductible donations and was just trying to help people, well, that paranoia was off the charts. So try not to get caught. It's so weird they got here. We don't know them. We've heard and seen people are scouting us, is what they were saying. And then we had this conversation with, with, with this, these two individuals inside the pickup truck. And we're talking about, I'm posing as a surveyor. And I asked them about the Unitarian Church to see if they can give me any information. 
Elisa. I was a, a Universal Unitarian Universal Unitarian Church group gave our <laughs> boss permission. We're trying to talk to is it the Unitarian something or other? And he just what what a creepy image. He just acts like he doesn't know what we're talking about. Nate, if that's his real name, then straight up lied to me and told me he doesn't know what Nomas Muertes is, a group that he's a part of. Because we just spoke to this woman, she was a larger woman, sort of sort of portly looking. Uh, uh, she was a very fat woman. She had a fupa. Is that what it's called? A fupa? You know, she was larger. I don't know if that's wrong. Is that politically incorrect? I mean, I'm honest. What can I say? And I was just trying to tell them, because there's only so many staffers here at, at this group. So there's only so many. I mean, you basically recorded every staffer that works there. You went there on a good day, it seems to me. The woman that we spoke to was with a group called Muerte. Something called, he calls them Muerte or something like that. Is that your... So they're denying all of this. And, and then this is where it starts to get this a little, a little, a little crazy. So then describe to me this gentleman that, that you were, I, maybe I shouldn't call him a gentleman, this individual. At a certain point, two very shady-looking Mexican men with guns dressed in military garb showed up. And your camera's still recording, so we have the images. Describe what's happening now. So what's happening here is as they're, they start interrogating me, but as they're doing this, when you don't see them in the camera, it's because they're walking behind me, trying to intimidate me. And if you got to talk to me, why well, you got to be talking behind my back and uh, be in front of me or on my side? And they were just circling around me, kind of like uh, circling to pray. Circling, circling. Or what do you mean circling around you? So I was sitting down on the table and they'd be speaking me to me on my right side, sometimes right behind me, pretending like they're just uh, like uh, it was an intimidation factor. So you're listening. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Caesar, the undercover investigative illegal immigrant journalist who is describing his encounter. This is all on videotape in the video that we just published um, with these two gentlemen who said they were from where did they say they were from? Sonora, Sonora, uh, Tijuana. And I think someone even mentioned Sinaloa at one point. And why is that relevant? Because their area is very famous for cartel activity. And yeah, these, these individuals are very shady looking. They said they were from Sonora, Tijuana, famous for cartel activity. They're asking him where he's from. Yeah, and, and then you try to ask them their names. And what do they do? They shook their head no. They, they didn't want to share their names, but they all wanted my name. Did you give them your name? I did give them my name. Real name or a fake name? I gave them my real name. <laughs> They're looking at, what is this, a Mentos cabinet? I guess that's, oh, Memos. It's, Are it's, those vitamins? What is this? And I'm look, We're looking at an image inside the death camp. It looks like a death camp. It's their medical cabinet, and every... They have every shelf they have uh, what seems to be pills for all kinds of things. Men from Tijuana. Now, what, what I, when I was surveying, it almost looked like they probably had like stashes of drugs inside these places. Or is it just mostly human smuggling? Do you think it's human smuggling, drug smuggling, both? What's your intuition? Well, the really creepy thing is that when I went in there, they had about four or five tents. And each tent had about 15 cots, 20 cots, uh, places to sleep. And I was the only legal immigrant there. 
So with how bad the border is right now, especially Arizona, you would think there'd be at least five other people, four other people. I was the only one in there. So we we, can, we have some images here uh, at nighttime images. Cade Lamb was with us. We're going to go to him in a minute. Former Army guy, former military. And you as well, uh, 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 Caesar, got some unbelievable imagery inside this place. Um, these are cots. These are camps. They've got medicine cabinets. Now, at one point, this dude, we're just going to call him, he, he, he looks like he's affiliated with the cartel. Um, he kind of looks out of place here. He starts getting suspicious of your, of your, of your watch. He starts asking, well, that, is that recording? Like he starts getting suspicious. But he also talks to you, and this I think is the most interesting part of your video that you captured. He's asking you how much they charge you. Let's listen to this. If you could translate this for our audience as he's talking. What did you just say? So this part, they're actually asking me how, how did I get to the camp. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're asking me... Did I pay in American or Mexican currency? All right, let's keep going. The The men from Sonora and Tijuana then asked our illegal immigrant friend, who we shall call again Caesar, why he hasn't applied for asylum, a pretense that could keep him in the United States. If you could just translate this for. They're, they're asking why I don't apply for asylum. What's this? They're asking you why don't you, and you said you were Mexican. Yes, I did. Well, that seems to be violating certain laws to just make up that you need asylum to get in the country. It, it is, and I, it's one of the many things that they, they're not, not doing right in this camp. What is he saying? So he's asking where did I cross through? But the crazy part about this is that I said I'm scared to ask for asylum because a lot of people are getting deported from camps. But he finished the sentence for me and said that he himself has seen people been deported. I mean, are you? First of all, I gotta have to ask this question because I are you afraid for your life? At this point, yes, I am because. Are you afraid for your life right now? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go back to Arizona anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you and I both. We haven't even gotten to the crazy part yet. Um, but you don't strike me as a very fearful person with what you do. Well, the thing is, I uh, in that moment, I I did start regretting everything. <laughs> in in this moment, right here. Yes, because this guy was walking behind me. And you don't do that unless you're about to do something to someone. Mm. So I intimidate you almost. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you watching, this is a church group. A registered 501c3 charitable organization. Churches do not have to file public tax returns the way that other 501c3s do. Our 501c3 Citizen Journalism Foundation must file a tax return. Lord knows the New York Times, the IRS, they're all interested. But this guy's walking around you like a terrorist with guns. And he's about to do something which I think is the most newsworthy thing in this video. Okay. 
That's when he asked you, how did they charge you? And then he actually starts saying this. He asked you about your watch. Um, and here, this is a little hard to hear the audio, guys, so we're going to have to translate this. What does this worker say to you, this Nomas Muertes guy? What does he say? So he's telling me right now that he has a buddy who's on his way already in a truck to pick me up and that they will charge me $300 to take me to Phoenix. And again, this is a really... He's going to charge you yes, to take you to Phoenix. So before he was asking you, how much did they charge you to get you to the camp? But now this man is asking you for money? Yes, 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 at this point. Maybe, maybe one of our comments, if you're on the thread inside of Spaces... Now, we have 7,000 live listeners. We have 300,000 people listening. This is a big deal. And you're listening live on the inside with James O'Keefe. We're, we're, we're nearing the climax here. We're undercover journalist Cesar, the Mexican illegal immigrant wearing two hidden cameras. One of them is hidden in his pocket because they've asked him to put his phone away. It's not actually a phone. It's a hidden camera. And the other hidden camera, we won't tell you where it is. Um, these two Mexican men from Sonora... What was the other town they were from? Uh, Tijuana. Tijuana were circling him like vultures, and they are smoking what looks like a joint or a, a rolled-up cigarette. Yeah. For those of you on the radio, you can't see it. And they're asking him for money. To, to traffic me. To traffic you to Phoenix. And the thing is, they say Phoenix, but the border's right there. Who knows? The border's like 30, 30 miles south, so they could actually kidnap you. Take me to Mexico. Man. And that's what Cade has said. I'm going to ask my team, do we have Cade up in the queue? If, if Cade is listening, if you could get ready, because I'm going to go to Cade uh, Lamb, who is with me in a moment. Um, let's continue on with this part. Hard to hear. asking for $300. Yes, he is. Now, we'd like to know the legality of this. For those of you in the comments, for those of you who are subject matter experts, whether it be Tara, Rodas, or lawyers, I don't know the legality of a 51c3 church group pointing guns at people, asking them for money so they can traffic them. I doubt it's legal. But we live in a, a post-constitutional nation where we're a nation of will and whim, no longer a nation of laws, no longer a nation of equality before the law. But things start to get a little crazy here. At a certain point, our colleague that was supposed to pick Caesar up got scared and left Caesar stranded on a dirt road outside the camp as it became dark. Okay, this is crazy. What just happened? You're, you're, we had a driver, and the driver had guns and, and I guess it was magazines affixed to his vest. He, he, because I was on assignment. I'm a surveyor. We're undercover a few miles away. What happened? So what happened here is I decided to leave the camp because the whole thing about there's a truck coming soon and they're going to pick you up and them calling the truck, the truck before I even said yes or no really freaked me out. And with, with everything they had on them, I said, okay, I need to make a run for it because there's a driver nearby. And by the time I leave, when I leave the camp, I end up finding out that the driver who was armed and who was had been with us the day before had gotten spooked and left. left. The driver spooked you. Or the driver got spooked because he got scared or something. 
he made some excuses. We don't know exactly the, the, the validity. Now, this is a guy I depended upon, and then you were stranded. Yes, correct. And I was stranded in the, in the desert for what I think was an hour and a half of just walking out there. Cold. Caesar was stranded and afraid. Oh, he left. We were going to stay, but we got compromised because the sheriff was called and they tried to block us in. We had free. So the driver, you're losing the signal in the desert. Reception. Our team was trying to find out Caesar's location. We tried to find out where you were, but the problem is there's no reception in the middle of nowhere uh, on a dirt road. You got some images inside the camp here at nighttime. Cade got some images inside the camp. And then we're trying to find you in the desert here. Not let him leave. When we found this out, we then had no choice but to extract him. The person handling our security. Hey, Cade, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, James. All right, we're going to go ahead and play uh, what happened next. We're, um, we're driving through the desert trying to find you. I'm shouting your name. And this is Cade Lamb. This is actually a scene. We were shouting your name. We could not find you. Now, you actually, Caesar, you actually went back into the death camp. Why did you do that? <laughs> I went back to the camp because it was total pitch darkness out there. And I started thinking about coyotes and all the other stuff that's out there in the desert. Because they said there there's coyotes and, and other animals. Yes, and I worried about that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try to wait it out at the camp. Maybe the group gets here uh, soon and I won't have to be in here that much long. And that's where I decided to wait because, I mean, it, it was better there than outside with the animals. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Caesar, the undercover illegal immigrant, myself, James O'Keefe, posing as a surveyor, another OMG journalist posing as a donor. We're in the middle of the desert, about one hour drive from the interstate, 30 miles north of the border at the Nomas Muertes Death Camp, a registered 501c3 with the IRS. You can't make that stuff up, by the way. And this is Cade Lamb, former military, former army. I'm going to play this audio, Cade, and I'm going to go to you. We're trying to find you. This is, this is live video from the scene. We cannot find you because your phone doesn't work. There's no signal. Um, so we're going to have to do some type of extraction to get you out of there. I think if we overcomplicate it and stick all of our in the pie, it's going to get real f***ed up real quick. So I think if we just send one person at a point of entry. So what we're going to... So, Cade, that's you. What was going through your mind here when, when he was in, in, in stuck in there? Um, well, I mean, you never want to uh, leave a man behind, I guess. And so uh, having him in there, obviously, man, it, it really um, raised the stakes a little bit. I mean, at, at, there's a degree where, you know, nothing's going to happen. Nothing truly bad is going to happen. They don't want it to happen as much as we don't want it to happen. And fortunately, we were able to uh, uh, see that kind of resolution happen. But, um, yeah, you know, obviously that, you know, you see that stress level start to rise with, you know, different, uh, some of the individuals that we had there with us in our party. And, um, you know, it's uh, one of those times where it's like, okay, we got to keep a cool head, set together a plan, and uh, everything's going to be okay. And, and Ben, just to kind of, we're going to go back to this moment, but, you, one of the things that you had, excuse not Ben, I'm excuse me, I'm Cade. Ben's also one of the drivers here. Uh, you had described because this is kind of you kind of tipped me off to this place that they had gone in there with. I'm trying to find the scene in the video where you talk about this. I think it's right here. Uh, let's see. 
bring a Toyota Hilux with a Browning 1919 machine gun to this camp and snatched up six Nicaraguan women in the middle of the night and took it back to Mexico. And, and, and this is something that occurred at this camp where they went in there and kidnapped people and brought... Can you just describe for audience what, what exactly happened or how you know that? Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of activity that happens in this area of Arizona and per this particular section of the border. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate to be aligned with a couple of really good uh, analysts and investigators who... Uh, they, they have their ear close to the ground. They're getting extremely critical information of what's going on down there. And so as, uh, as we were preparing for, you know, taking a team down there, getting some uh, media coverage, you know, it was one of the consider considerations that we, were, we needed to make, you know, what is the actual threat level that we're going to, that we could potentially see down there. Uh, the, the cartel in this area is extremely brazen. Uh, there's very little law enforcement impact in the area and it's historically been that way. You know, if you look at the loads, uh, and the, the trafficked goods that have been coming across this area, they're very high risk, either high risk individuals, high risk migrant groups or high risk drugs, guns, and money. Um, and as you saw in the terrain, you know, the terrain definitely, allow it it's incredibly difficult terrain to navigate but it allows a little bit more freedom of maneuver for nefarious activities as such well and as so, you see in the car we're, we're bumping up and down it's very i mean it's it's it, these are bumpy dirt roads Cade, this is you made the decision i guess it was to um uh, we have to go get the get caesar now at this point you're still inside the camp and it's pitch black. It's very cold. I would say it was about 40 degrees, 39 degrees or something like that. Dry, cold weather. And you're there. And what's going through your mind uh, as we get very close to the extraction? Well, during this moment is when I try to go use the restroom, but it's so dark that you can't see where you're really walking to. And I accidentally started walking a little too far to the left. And when I got close to that area, the guys were there and they pointed guns at me to see what, I guess, to see what my reaction would be. And they seem to be guarding an area back there that they did not want to leave unattended. And I just pretended like I didn't see anything. I just kept walking towards the restroom. But that moment is where I really wanted to just uh, <laughs> break down and cry pretty much. This, this was a little, we were, I think we were all a little scared. Uh, I was definitely a little scared in this moment. And now we also have Ben, Cade, stay right there. I'm going to go back and forth between you and Ben. Ben, are you there? Hey, James. Yes, I'm here. Hey, ben, How are you? You're, you're driving your SUV through the desert, getting dirt on it like it's the off-road Baja race. I, I don't know if your SUV has ever experienced terrain like that before. <laughs> what was going through your mind uh, here as we're about to extract Caesar from the death camp? Well, now looking back and looking at this video, you know, two things can happen. Either, you know, we get in some type of shooting or he comes out and everyone goes home safe. Um, you know, we, we made it, I mean, but it was definitely a very scary moment. And this is the moment when, uh, Kate, I'm going to go right back to you in a second. Listen to this. So what we're going to do guys, is we're going to drive up to this Muertes, no Muertes place. Our undercover journalist is stuck on the inside. We're going to park the car 50 yards away. We're going to ask him to get out. Apparently there's some guys with guns inside this. I didn't know that they were pointing guns at you yet. They had a pickup truck, and their lights were bright on us. 
and they were blocking the entrance. Well, in that moment, too, when you guys were coming in, they pointed the guns at the vehicles, and it seems like someone radioed at them and said, don't do anything, let's see what they I mean, want. this is pitch black, everyone. I mean, I mean there's no light. I mean, we we're, we're, I had a flashlight. I'm holding it up to me so we can get the shot on the iPhone. If you look at the distance, there's light distance. That car is some really shady stuff. So we have live phones, text, come out, and it doesn't come out. One of us, me, him, or both, I don't know yet, is going to walk up to this gate and say that we need the individual to come out. That's it. That's what we're going to do. And then it's gone. And then this is Cade Lamb, who was, as far as I know, the only armed person that was with me. You can't call the police when you're an hour away from the interstate. This is what Cade then said this. They're going to do it. They're going to shoot at us, then what? Well, then you shoot back. But you do whatever you can to not worry about. They're going to shoot at us. They're going to shoot back. Cade, um, so we, we drove the car up to the gate and hoped that uh, they would kind of let Caesar out. What was going through your mind as we did that? Well, in a moment like that, you got to be dialed in. Um, I actually was sitting in the, uh, second vehicle that we had there, uh, with, uh, I actually had night vision on at the time. And so I was, I had a very good view of the camp, who was moving, what was going on. Um, and just as Caesar had reported, there were armed individuals, uh, laying back, but escorting him out. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those moments where, it's about to get Western, um, but you know, yeah, dialed in. And, and Ben, you're 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 driving the SUV. I'm walking towards Caesar. If you're on Rumble YouTube, you could see me there. I put on the press vest because I wanted to. You know, at this point, okay, we're burned. We're journalists. We know it. You know it. I know it. We all know it. So how do we get this guy out of here? And and Ben, you were in the driver's seat, driving up to the gate. What were you, your, was your heart beating really fast? Were you a little nervous? I mean, looking back right now, my heart is still be, beating fast. <laughs> uh, you know, as we pulled up, we had that truck, you know, that was blocking us. That was, like, pretty intense as well, not understanding, not knowing what's going to happen. So, yeah, my heart was beating very fast. It's beating fast now just thinking about it. I would say I usually don't get nervous, but I think at this moment, I'm just, I want to make sure that you come out. So, so now... Caesar, what happens next? The, the car approaches the gate of Nomas Muertes. For those of you just tuning in, I always have to do the reset so everyone knows because people come go. You are listening to On the Inside with James O'Keefe. The undercover journalist is inside Nomas Muertes, the secret death camp in the middle of nowhere, so far away from civilization that you can, police won't get there for an hour and a half. There's a bumpy dirt road. Took us 45 minutes to drive down the road. We got guys with guns pointed at our journalists. We got Cade Lamb there, former Army. Um, we got Ben, my driver. Another driver left because he was scared. That's the thing about, oh, by the way, if you sign up to be a volunteer or a, a person, everyone wants to work for me, and then you freaking leave? I mean, Caesar, I know you have something to say about this because we get 1,000 DMs. I want to help you. This guy was supposed to be there for you and he left. And I mean, I think he had a something to do the next day or something. Obviously, he got a little scared. What is your message to people? Because I think people need to hear this. Uh, what I have to say is that really think this through before you decide this is what you want to do. Because uh, the situation at the border has gotten 
I've never seen it like this. And uh, to, for this to happen to us in, in, inside the country tells you how bad it is that armed uh, religious NGOs are armed now. And uh, it's crazy to think how big our country is and what's going on in, in every in all parts of it. And charging you money to traffic you. Now churches do that. They charge you money. Well, I mean, one thing if they said they'll give you a free ride, but but they but they asked you for three hundred bucks. Yeah, and the, the the other thing too is again the the camp was empty. I was the only person in there. You would think how bad the border is. I would see at least one other illegal immigrant, and there was nobody else. So my thought was, they're charging people money, and then they're taking them back to Mexico, and God knows what else is happening to them. So my thought was, get out of there before that truck got there. All right, Ben. Here we go. This is. This is, and, and then you were escorted out of this. This is back to Cade Lamb here. He does. He wants to avoid a firefight. You know, if they have guns, we have guns. Everyone has guns. But no one wants to get shot. What are they going to do? They're going to shoot at us. Then what? Well, then you shoot back. But you do whatever you can to not worry about. You walk up to the gate and did the extraction. <laughs> okay, and then you get in the car. So. What, what exactly happened? They just let you go? You just started walking or did they try to stop you? So what happened there is the only people at the door were the only ones who were actually being nice to me. And uh, they seemed to be the only level-headed people there. And I told them, hey, uh, I was in the car with them earlier. Let me go see what they want. And I'll, I'll negotiate with them whatever it is they want. And then I just made a run for it to get in the car because... You just ran a run for it. <laughs> <laughs> because the people with the that were armed, they were at the back of the camp. So I said, what if they decide to come to the front? But they, uh, I mean, who knows what, what else was happening and who else was following me. That I did see that some people were behind me, but I didn't want to look back. So, And I also kind of just... Blacked out, blurred out that area. <laughs> that that you, you got in the car, and I could tell you were shaking. This is a little hard to hear everyone, but this is Caesar getting in the car with me. Uh, we're about to get the hell out of there, and Ben can attest. Driving down these roads, you can't go that fast. Like guns at you? Yeah, earlier. There's these two guys that you see on the walk. One's like just asking me all these questions in Spanish. Like, okay. We chose the Moth Deep. What is this, Little Kim? Little Kim. Yeah, we, 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 this video goes hard, infiltrating no Moss Muertes, affiliated with the Universalist Unitarian Church of Tucson, a 51C3, which does not file a public tax return. We posed as surveyors. We posed as donors. We had the undercover illegal immigrant with the hidden camera offered $300 cash. Um, wow. And I don't know if Ashley St. Clair is on with us yet. We also have Nick Shirley. Nick Shirley, if you're listening, let's get Nick into the queue uh, to, to, to give his comment because he was one of the surveyors that was alongside me. Um, what an insane thing. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, we got you out of there, which is what matters. I mean, I guess, I guess what I'll ask you is, What's what's next? Like, what more do we need to do to expose this organization? Oh, gotta visit the next location. <laughs> There's they, a lot of work to do out there. And uh, Kay, do they have other locations other than the one in Aravaca? Yes, they do, James. Uh, so Aravaca is a pretty strategic position because it's very isolated. 
uh, not only by typical infrastructure, but also by terrain features. And so you have very uh, rough access roads uh, going from the city of Arav or the township of Aravaca down directly to the border via different uh, cattle trails, uh, washes, and old farm trails. And so there is actually another camp directly due south of the border. Uh, uh, sorry, due south of that camp directly on the border as there is a giant, about probably 45 foot wide hole in the fence where there's no fence ever built. Uh, there's another camp uh, giving sustainment and aid to not only the migrants and invaders that are crossing the border, but to the cartel as well. And remember, these are high-risk areas of trafficking where they're only moving their most dangerous cargo, whether that be uh, cartel activities or you know the several Syrians and uh, people from Chad and Sudan who you know are speaking Arabic and understanding English, getting bankrolled by nefarious organizations to come across this area. And that's who these camps are enabling and supporting right there in Aravaca and then down directly on the border. All right. Thank you, Cade. Tuning in, we're, we just played the video, the latest video, uh, exposing Nomas Muertes and encampment in the desert in Aravaca, Arizona, an hour and a half southwest of Tucson. And uh, we're going to, uh, Nick, Nick is Nick is here. Nick, can you stay with me for, for about three minutes? Yeah, I can. Okay, just one moment. I'm, I want to uh, switch gears for a moment, and then we're going to get to Nick Shirley, who was one of the surveyors that went undercover on assignment here. And Nick, thank you, because you shot some of this great footage hidden in your surveyor costume. We posed as surveyors. Every week we pose as something else. I wonder what it will be next week. At the end of this video, you see some foreshadowing. There's an Easter egg, ladies and gentlemen, in this video. Uh, an Easter egg. I've paused the video. Can we see that on YouTube and Rumble? There's an image. Okay, you can all see it. We call that an Easter egg. That means that for those of you who are clever, you'll know what's coming next. We mix it up. You never know where we're going to be. We got eyes and ears everywhere at OMG. Our, our people are everywhere. Um, our citizen journalists are all around. And we're going to get to Nick Shirley in a minute. Uh, as I mentioned before, I, I, I've been suffering from this cold. I think I'm over it. Hopefully, I'm like 98% there. I took this um, ivermectin, you know. Everyone always says take ivermectin. I actually took it. It worked. So uh, as I mentioned before, it does take a lot of money to do this. It takes a lot of courage, brass balls to do this. Um, and I think one of your missions, sir, is to find other people who have the brass balls you do. That's your. And I think we've had like 20 or 30 people sign up. Maybe one or two will make the cut. I don't know. It takes a lot of money to do this type of work. And I want to thank the wellness company for being a great OMG supporter and we're offering you a 15% discount on their medical emergency kit, um, which I brought with me into the desert. Um, it's very important. It, it includes eight life-saving prescription medications that you can have already on hand if your doctor or the medication that you need is not readily available. And given recent events, it's not hard to imagine any number of scenarios where that might be the case. So for preparedness and peace of mind, Get your medical kit by going to twc.health/omg. 
That's twc.health slash OMG and using code OMG to save 15%. Again, support us, support us at OMG, help us with our efforts. That's twc.health slash OMG. You're listening to On the Inside with James O'Keefe. We've just infiltrated a death camp. They pointed guns at us. We extracted the journalists. Sometimes it feels like angels are looking out for us. I don't know how we pull off these miracles. But one of the ways we pull off the miracles is with brave citizen journalists like Nick Shirley. Nick, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Hey, Nick. So you went in there as a surveyor alongside uh, Cade and I. Can you tell us your reaction to what you saw inside the camp and any other sort of – you can see it in the video there. But, but any other impressions you got? Yeah, it was just a weird feeling inside that place there. Just, I don't even know what you call their buildings. They were not even, they were like scrapped together. I, f- I felt like I was in this South American streets in the middle of the desert. It was weird. What, what do you, what, what do you think is happening there? What, what was the impression that you got? Drugs, human trafficking. Obviously, the cartels showed up there. Uh, honestly, a lot of weird stuff because the workers there are also very weird, very hippie vibes. Yeah, it was very hippie. They were covered in dust, like the guy in the Carhartt sweater. So are, are they, I mean, I'm asking you for your opinion. That's what everyone always says to me. But I think that you've been sneaking into these places in the city and Texas and Eagle Pass. I mean, what's with all these, what's with all these gringos, these white people that look like they graduated from, you know, Hampshire College or they go to NYU. What are they doing involved? Are they useful idiots? Like, what? What? what is with these people? What is your impression of that? Yeah, I think they're obviously... And then they also work for the churches, which is weird. And so they're, all, they're using God's name in vain while they're doing all these extremely horrific crimes and things to these people. And I think people, like, what you're doing, James, and what we're doing is we're helping people to realize that these people are not good people and these organiz- organizations are here not to help the world but to destroy the world. I mean, they're, you're, it's almost like Orwellian. They're, they're the, um, the Ministry of Truth, right? The Ministry of Love, the Unitarian Church of Tucson. Um, we have yet to hear back for comment from them. I'm sure they'll act like this doesn't exist, but people always say, James O'Keefe, what can I do? I'm sure I'll get all those messages. I'm getting tired of getting those messages. Here's something that you can do. You want to know, people in Tucson, Arizona, what you can do? Get yourself a pickup truck, a bunch of buddies, and go drive. Go drive to this address. The address is in the video. Just drive there. Why don't y'all show up to the death camp with your iPhones? How about that? That's something I can do. Now, then, of course, you'll say, I don't want to do that. Right? So we say, how can I help? And then when I tell them what to do, they say, oh, I don't want to do that. So first of all, don't sign up to help if you're not willing to help. But go go ahead and go there, you know? Go there and ask questions. Everyone's a journalist. If you have an iPhone, you're a journalist. You may want to bring a buddy, you know, for safety purposes. You may want to, you know, if you're exercising your First Amendment rights, you may also uh, need to bring uh, someone who can act as security. But in Arizona, there's a lot of people like that. Imagine if every day there was a dozen people outside the death camp. They fear transparency. Um, let's see. Uh, who else? Cade, uh, back to you. Anything else you want to say about this whole situation? And um, I guess any other comments you have 
about what people can do, what I can do, what we should do there in Arizona moving forward. Absolutely. I mean, it's no secret that the border is an absolute disaster from uh, Tijuana all the way down to McAllen, Texas. It is, and this administration is doing absolutely nothing to help it. In fact, they're doing everything they possibly can to enable it. Um, I don't think that it's a mistake, be it that it is an election year, um, but putting in the right people in the right offices is a is the first step and i'll throw in a shameless plug if you're in the state of arizona hey Cade, i think it, we just you just broke off for a moment say that again um still there who's going to come and oh there we go goes down. Uh, go ahead Cade. we lost you for about 20 yeah. seconds repeat what you just said Oh, sorry. Oh, so uh, if uh, if it didn't get on there, yeah. If uh, if you're in the state of Arizona, I think a big first step is putting the right candidates in the right spots. Um, and obviously, I'm going to put throw in a plug for Sheriff Mark Lamb running for the U.S. Senate in Arizona. Um, that is the key step right there, as far as policy is concerned. Um, I think greater than that, it's a we the people solution. You know, as James, as you and I saw down there. No one was coming to save us. There was no political official or even a law enforcement officer that hey, could have hey, helped us. They called the sheriff's office, Pima County, on both me and Congressman Tiffany just because he showed up to the Ramada. They called the police on us. Right. That's crazy. So it really does boil down to we the people. Whether that's uh, enabling your... Your congressional districts, your counties, your boards of supervisors, at whatever level, enabling them to make the right decisions and having the right people in there to make the right decisions, that's key. Additionally, you know, it may take bold Americans to handle this problem. Um, you know, like you said, there's no, there's no way that they can stop any American from exercising their First Amendment right or their Second Amendment right. And be it that that area of the United States is the sovereign nation of the United States, any American has every right and every ability to go down there and document it as they see fit or to occupy that space as they see fit and as is legal. Um, you know, it, it's going to take bold Americans to come up with a bold solution. But uh, yeah, up until then, you know. It's, uh, we've, we've left it in the hands of charlatans and clowns running a circus. And so we, well, we've kind of got a, you know, if you, if you, you know, I'm sure you have a huge network of patriotic people with, who are, who are, um, uh, who understand, uh, safety and security and you're a former army guy yourself. So I'm sure people can DM you if they, I mean, I, I'll tell people to show up to the place with a camera. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a citizen journalist. That's what I would recommend. Obviously, you know, people get scared. Um, uh, thanks, Cade, for the comments. Um, do we also have, I want to go to a couple more people before we get the lightning round. Nick, Nick and um, uh, Jordan Conradson, you're a, you're a reporter, and you've written this up into an article. Jordan, what's your reaction? I don't know if you had a chance to see the video. I know that you thought it was pretty wild. What's your sort of journalistic take on this situation captured on video? 
You know, James, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. I, I thought it was wild that they actually had what I would assume is a cartel operative or a cartel member within their compound actually offering to smuggle humans to Phoenix. I mean, this is something that um, no more deaths has been raided by Border Patrol numerous times in the past over for uh, indictments for human smuggling and and all kinds of stuff, um, trying to basically evade the laws of the United States and aid and abet these illegal immigrants. So it's it's kind of insane um, how you know suspicious they were acting, as if they were doing something wrong. The the thing is, they are doing something wrong. They know they're doing something wrong. So that kind of shows why these nonprofit employees are wearing masks and trying to cover their identity, so that they can't get. Well, I, I think that's interesting, Jordan. They know that they're doing something wrong. That 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 there is a little bit of a glimmer of hope that at least that, that at least human beings are willing to acknowledge tacitly that they're engaged in wrongdoing by virtue of their secrecy, and that is just very kind of spiritual and perhaps the universal truth. Um, it's just that is a fascinating point you're making. They were circling you, or they were circling like vultures, smoking that weird-looking hand-rolled cigarette or whatever it was, pointing guns at you. Who are these people? What are their names? We want to name them. All the people, we have, we have an Elisa. We think it's spelled A-L-I-S-A. We have a Nate, if that's even his real name. Amber. Amber. We don't. So if you're watching these videos, you, you go to the gas station with them. You went to school with them. I've seen people still go to college with them. Perhaps they went to Hampshire, NYU, Amherst College. They look like we're on a central casting. We want to know their names. Um, and ba hey, back to Nick Shirley. Anything else you want to you want to say before I get to Tara Rodas, a congressional whistleblower who actually introduced me to Caesar and who is reported on the human smuggling? Nick, any last comments? Yeah, I think everyone just needs to do what you just said. If they're down in Tucson, go put a camera in the face of those organizations and show people what's really happening. And, and thank you, Nick. And I would say, I venture to say that if you're not willing to do that, then do not waste my time and my team's time and my staff's time by sending us a message saying you want to help. Okay? Because I get thousands of these messages and I appreciate it. But if it's just making yourself feel good by, by typing a message to me in my DMs, we, don't, we, we simply don't have the time. We've gotten tens of thousands of messages. Do not send us a message unless you have the balls to walk up to a place like this because it put you put people's lives in, at risk when you tell me that you're going to show up and help and then you leave. We need fearless people. Uh, Tara, one of those fearless people is Tara Rodas, who is so fearless that she blew the whistle while <laughs> a federal employee and she still works for the federal government after she blew the whistle because they don't want to retaliate against her, nor should they because she exposed child trafficking. Tara, um, you've commented on the post. I'm just going to go to your comment out of the video. You said, quote, Tara, you said, well, why does a humanitarian organization have armed gunmen from Mexico in their encampment? I agree, James. This looks more like a human trafficking operation than a humanitarian operation. Wake up, friends. Something nefarious going on. So that's an interesting point. Human trafficking versus humanitarian work, because they're going to say, oh, we're just trying to help people. Tara, can you explain to me and to everyone listening, what's the difference between, and where is that line drawn between 
human trafficking and humanitarian work? Well, first, James, incredible reporting, seriously. And I just really thank you for showing the American people the truth and for your incredible undercover journalists who are risking their lives to bring truth to people. And I just hope people's eyes are open. So the difference between humanitarian and human trafficking is that trafficking is force, fraud, or coercion for the purpose, you know, that's nefarious. It could be labor trafficking, it could be sex trafficking, it could be organ trafficking. There's a lot of different reasons. But clearly, if you need armed people in a U.S. facility that are not U.S. people, that, that really begs the question, what actually is going on here? And we do know that members of transnational criminal organizations, because of your other whistleblower, James, Aaron Stevenson from DHS, who said, we have known criminal actors, and this is all the way back in 2021, MS-13, 18th Street Gang, Russian Balkan crime syndicates who were sponsoring children. So I would want to know, James, how many children came through that site? That would be a very interesting thing to find out if No Mas Muertes, you know, is also trafficking in children. But this is shocking. It's stunning. And I thank you for bringing it to light. Thank you, Mario, for hosting the space. And thanks for everybody for being here. This is this is stunning. Hey, Tara, one more question. Because the, the, I don't know the legal answer to this. I'm reporting the facts. I'm hoping subject matter experts can inform me. But when the shady-looking man from Sonora, Mexico was saying uh, we need $300 to transport you to Phoenix. H how is that consistent with a 501c3 or an NGO affiliated with a church? That's, first of all, it's a for-profit activity. I, I'm, you need to pay me $300 and I'll get you up there, the traffic up there. And he's also um, advising them on asylum. He says, this is on the tape, everyone. If you're just tuning in, this is a hidden camera investigation that was recorded by we had infiltrated Nomas Muertes, and this man who looks like he could be with the cartel appears like he's out of central casting, actually, circling. When he's saying, when he's advising uh, apply for asylum, and he's, is that consistent with, with the, you know, especially the money request? Is From your understanding, what is the legality of that? Okay, so I'm not an attorney. That's a really great question. But what I would say is that if you're running a nonprofit, you're not supposed to be extorting people who've traveled a long journey already, right? Your undercover said, hey, you know, I've been walking in the desert for hours. I came from here and I need help. And then they're being extorted for money. They're being told, hey, we're going to take you to the next destination for money. So I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like that's above board. And it certainly is not humanitarian if you are extorting the people coming to you for help. So somebody should be... Is, is this something that they would be publicly acknowledging that they're doing? That, that's the other thing. I, I, is, this, is this a form of activity that we caught on this camera that they're proud of? I don't know. We'd like to know. I think not. I think there's some people right now who are very unhappy with your journalism. So keep keep up the great work, James. Yeah, they're 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 trying to they're trying to see how they can turn the tables on me. 
but it's like that book too big to fail. We've gotten to a point now where any reaction at all. Um, okay, we have about 28 minutes left in the program. We're going to go to another citizen journalist that was on the ground in Hawaii for his reaction. I hope you have a comment, Nick. I know you've done some things. And then we're going to go to lightning round and ask, you know, bring in the whole world and, and we'll just have a, li a lively discussion and people will chime in. And I don't know who is, I don't, I, we barely even have a call screener here at OMG. And that's what makes it so riveting. That's why there are, there are it's sort of a metaphor for life. I don't have any call screeners. And that's why we get this compelling images. Uh, Nick, what is your reaction to the this video, this topic, No Mas Muertes, the death camp, the cartel, extorting him for 300 bucks? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, James, you know, I, I appreciate all the work that you're doing, absolutely, and especially in, you know, out here in Hawaii, and I know a lot of the people that uh, that I've talked to out here, I appreciate what you did for them out here, so uh, thank you very much. But, you know, you, you, what, what I will say, James, it, it's really impressive and, and shocking to me that, you know, what is going on down there at the border? I'm, I'm, I'm shocked by the, the uh, you know, your ability to infiltrate these, uh, these uh, these these places, these migrant camps. I mean, you're talking about death camps at this point. What is it that we don't know? I mean, I, I know that you have other leads as well, but I mean, my God, this 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 is awful. But you know, there's got to be even more to it. So, what else are you looking into at this point? Well, what what do you think? As a, you're a citizen journalist, well, I mean, what I guess the twofold question here. We're, we're sort of digesting this 23-minute video. It'll take a, a day to process, and we, we get a lot of follow-up tips. If you're listening, you can send us a signal message. It's in my bio. You can send us a DM. Most people actually bizarrely DM me on Instagram, and I think that's weird because they're monitoring that stuff, but people do the easiest thing. They slide into the DMs, and you're welcome to slide into my DMs. All day tomorrow, we're going to be answering those DMs. But, Nick, as a citizen journalist who's been on the front lines what do you, where does this yellow brick road lead us? What, what is, what is, what is the, where is this going to lead me? We follow the scent. We're finding churches. So here's where we're at the lay of the land. We have churches working with NGOs, getting a bunch of money from the city, state, and feds. So it's a big money operation to traffic people so they can get more money. Uh, but is there something more deeper, darker, down the line? What does your intuition tell you? All right. Well, so here's one of the biggest things, you know, going back to even talking about Hawaii, as you know, James, the, these NGOs, I believe, are just big money laundering operations at this point. You know, the Red Cross, you know, in, in, uh, both down at the border and here in Hawaii are merely uh, seeming like they're, they're taking government money and they're in on this big conspiracy to change the the course of the country they're essentially operating on behalf of the government but without being they don't have any accountability so and and so they're doing the dirty work in my opinion of the government and we're not allowed to know what's going on in there and the only reason we do is uh, is because people like you are exposing it does that make sense well we're going to expose it we will continue to and Nick, I hope to work with you again. Thank you for your comments. Uh, and now we're going to go to our audience 
we're gonna we're gonna invite everyone. I know Alex Jones is listening. I think he he can't uh, uh, get on the show because he's dealing with something at the moment. But um, we know he's listening, um, and we want to go to you. We want to go to the people. The best way you can help is to show up and send us information. We're getting contracts about the Unitarian Church as I speak. So I'm gonna go ahead and start calling on people. If you're just tuning in, no mas muertes, no more deaths. It's kind of ironic because they are a death camp because people grade the cartel comes in there, shoots everyone, kidnaps them, and brings them back to Mexico. In the middle of the desert, Aravaca, Arizona, we posed as donors and land surveyors with the help of an illegal immigrant with a hidden camera. We recorded it all, including a request for $300 to traffic someone up to Phoenix. They pointed guns at our undercover journalist. He feared for his life. We put on a bulletproof vest and extracted him like out of a movie. Uh, this is all on video. We also got the No More Death staff to discuss their budget, which is $400,000, and discovered the identity of their staff, which they went to great lengths to keep secret. They said they're paranoid. They called us white supremacists and, um, and much more. Now, let's go to the audience. Uh, let's see, who shall I call on first? No call screener, so things are about to get wild. Let's go to, um, and then again, I don't know why you guys just put their real names here. I don't even know how to pronounce these names. Uh, let's go to w Waji. Waji. Thank you. You're actually you very close, actually. Thank you. How do yes. I pronounce your name? You, you pronounced it very closely, Waji. Well, you, um, uh, you got about 30 seconds. Go ahead, sir. No worries. I, I'm an international human rights activist. I am a political asylee here in the United States. And I know people who have been trafficked uh, without their consent into the United States. Actually, one of my friends, uh, he was forced uh, to work at a grocery store and sleep at the grocery store and uh, eat at the grocery store for almost uh, several uh, six months. And, uh, like, no one was caring for him. And, and he, he used to be a, a political uh, uh, a prisoner for, uh, with uh, Al-Qaeda when they were, uh, when they were right, fighting in Iraq. Anything else? we we got to go to the next person. Any other, any other request or, or comment about that? I'm just saying that uh, the Middle East is having a lot of human trafficking into Western countries, and it's right, causing well, a lot of... let's figure out how to solve it. Let's go to LeBron5 through. Your hand is up. Go ahead. Yeah, James, I just want to say you're doing a great job with everything going on. I love your work. You're really exposing the hell of these, these jerks. And uh, have you found any evidence so far that these underage males that are coming in illegal that are single, all these military-age men, are in some sort of relation to this U.S. Army or U.S. UN Army scenario that we're all fearing right now. I'm a veteran, and that's one of my big concerns around my veteran group. Uh, Caesar, any comment about that? U.S. Army. What do you mean by that, U.S. Army? Well, no, I didn't mean U.S. Army. The U.N. Army, not U.S. Oh, the Army. U.N. Army. Yeah, we're afraid uh, they're going to be used for that. Well, you know what? Stay tuned. Let's go to Oreo Express. I don't know. What's your first name? Josh, 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 I'm in you got 30 yes. seconds. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. Question or comment? Thank you for all your work. Just to let you know, I've been down to that camp two times in the last three weeks, and I will be going back on the 24th 
We've seen a lot of interesting stuff out there, and uh, they're very aggressive and violent out there. Well, you should go with a bunch of guys. What do you intend to do when you go there next time? Uh, all we do is go down there and film. All they do, when we went down there last time at night, they were shining lights in our faces, trying to block us from documenting the issue. Uh, about two weeks ago, we were there with the viral video that went around where the guy says, you don't know who I am, but you soon will. Um, he spoke very good English. He was very threatening, and uh, we, we captured that. But we're going to go back on uh, next Saturday. Well, make sure to send me the video, and uh, hopefully we can get a bunch of people there. Thank you very much. Let's go to Jay Marie Thesis Pod. You are the, hey, host, the thesis. Go ahead. you got 30 seconds. All right. Thank you. Hey, everybody, if you want to know what's going on in society, you need to read Plato's Republic. He explains what happens when a society goes from a monarchy to a democracy to a tyranny. If you want to see how far a unfettered government can go, <clears throat> you need to read the first chapter of the Gulag Archipelago. And we will see how far an unfettered government will go. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. My favorite part of the cave was the allegory Plato describing the group of people who lived chained to the wall of the caves, facing their whole lives, facing a blank wall, watching shadows projected on the wall, objects passing in front of a fire. That's the real situation but i think we're we're experiencing a great awakening in 24 let's go to spencer mosher you're on the inside with james o'keefe your reaction to the death camp to what we're reporting on question or comment go ahead i'm honestly not surprised because this has been going on in arizona for years now and appreciate talking to you again james um one thing i know um sheriff lamb has been doing out here in, in pinal county he's been covering this a lot um, that would be definitely something if you guys haven't already. What would, um, let me ask you a question, Spencer. What would surprise you? Because I hear I have nothing surprises. I mean, no matter what I do, and, and by the way, you're not wrong. It's not surprising, I suppose. But what would surprise you that we would uh, in Arizona? I mean, if our governor would actually do anything about this situation. <laughs> I mean, that, that, to that, be that's honest, that's a good point. How about how about something that we can expose that would surprise you? Perhaps a hidden revelation that would surprise you, or is there nothing that would surprise you? Um, if government officials are getting kickbacks for yeah, what's going on, let's get. To, that's a good point. Let's get some government officials on tape getting the kickbacks, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's a good yeah. story we haven't done yet. Yeah. We've had some circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence, as you know from O'Keefe Academy, is not evidence. We want the Correct. actual videotape of the exchange of the briefcase full of cash. That's what we want. Yep. Thank you, Spencer. Good idea. Let's go to Thank Ben you. Saunders. Go ahead. You're on live on the inside with James O'Keefe. Go. Hi, James. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Ben Saunders. And yeah, I uh, actually born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, um, 40 years old. And, you know, it's funny is that for a long, the longest time, and um, we're talking 10 to 20 years, I mean, I've always su suspected these types of, uh, shenanigans that they've been pulling and i really appreciate you kind of not making me feel like i'm crazy that this stuff is happening because you know they come out of these as these benevolent groups and they make you think yeah they're doing they're doing good for people but in reality you know there's the dark side of them and and i have had to expose it to my parents and my brothers my brothers don't believe me but it it's real and i, I when really you say your brothers you. don't believe you if you send them this video and and go to the part of the video where the guy is asking for three hundred dollars i would like to know what your brothers say in response to that 
You know, I'll try. Honestly, anytime I share this type of information, they immediately will write it off if it has your name, James O'Keefe. You know, there's well, a whole bunch of... Why don't you just of... say, not even the name, just go to the video and say this Mexican illegal immigrant dude with a hidden camera recorded this cartel-looking dude asking him for money and pointed guns at him in, in an Arizona NGO funded by a church in Tucson. Just say that. <laughs> And and just, just just like record your brother's reaction and send it to me. I'll blur his face and blur his name. Is he gonna is <laughs> okay. it gonna be like a clockwork orange? Is he gonna be like is it gonna be like garlic to a vampire? I, I, I just <laughs> I think that's I think it'd be quite cinematic to to have him. It's almost like a, the Wicked Witch of the West melting when you pour water on it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. very close. I mean, again, yeah, it's one of those things where it's they are immediately turned off. They're just. Nope, nope, nope. I don't I believe know, this. I know, but I want to get it on video. Just do me a solid. <laughs> okay. I, 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 how can I help? Record your your deranged relative or brother or sister, whoever it is, whether they're narcissist or whether they're, they're a demon <laughs> or whether I don't know what the heck they are, but I'd love to see that. Let's go to Civic Crisis. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. you got 30 seconds. Go. Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah, your team came in clutch on this issue right when uh, we really needed you to, so thanks for that. It looks like this year the data and projections show will exceed 4.5 million illegals crossing this year uh, uh, on top of the already 14 just under uh, Biden administration. So you really came in clutch on this right in the time we needed you to, James, so really appreciate your work on this. All right, let's go to Jacob Wells. You're live. Go ahead. James, good to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Uh, amazing video. Love to see the work that you're doing. I just want to see, you know, I've seen so many people pop up here and speak, and many of them have used Give, Send, Go for their fundraising efforts. And, uh, you know, I wanted to take a quick moment just to say thank you to all of you that are listening that have used Give, Send, Go for your fundraising and uh, making a difference. And we're going to continue to stand as a platform ourselves for freedom and allow people to, to do the work that they need to. But keep keep up, James. Keep doing the good work you're doing. Appreciate it. Hey, Jacob, and, and thank you, Jacob. Jacob, for those of you who don't know, is the head of Give, Send, Go. It's an alternative to GoFundMe and has worked with a lot of our whistleblowers. And, um, you know, you can, you can Give, Send, Go does a lot of great work. You can also donate to OMG. That's our organization, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com slash donate. Uh, and again... Our, our, our supporters, uh, if you could help, if you want to support us, twc.health slash OMG for that emergency kit, which I carry with me. I took the ivermectin to get rid of my cold. It actually worked. I was close to pneumonia because I don't take days off. That's twc.health slash OMG uh, and using code OMG to save 15%. Let's go to Kathy, Kathy Matheson-Holton. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. Go ahead. Okay, Kathy's not there. Let's go to Real Queen, Real Queen Math Girl. What, Hello there, James. Go ahead. go ahead. Do you hear me? Yes. You got 20 seconds. Okay, go ahead. Um, the deep state, right, and the Marxist radical left are very dangerous people. Okay, what they're doing with the death camps and all across America. I got a bit of breaking news for you. Well, you the got Kansas 10 seconds City to break the news. Brevity yeah, is yeah. the wit. Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade had a shooting today 
woman was reported dead. And I'm sure the Marxist left is behind the shooting. All right. And that's Thank all I have we'll, to report. Thank you. We'll, we'll need to take a look into that and verify that before reporting that. Dale, Dale Prisk, making mortgages happen. You sound like you have, a, you have a boring job compared to Caesar's job, infiltrating the death camp. What do you have to say? You got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Dale Prisk, you're muted. All right. Hey, how you? Hey, James, how are you? Go ahead. You're live. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys, I think you're doing an awesome job, man. I support you and love everything you're doing. Thank you very much for the comment. Who else we got? We still got 11 minutes left. Let's go to Judd Clark. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. Go ahead. Okay, Judd's not responding. Let's go to just raise your hand if you are muted and a speaker and you want to speak. Let's go to Odin. Odin's Eye. What's your first name? Odin's Eye, you're muted. All right, let's go to... Can you hear me now? Yes, I can, can hear you. Can you hear me now? Sir. Go ahead. James, my name is Lloyd Porter. How are you doing, sir? Good. You got 30 seconds. Go ahead. All right, brother. Just something I was wanting to see if you might could follow up. I love what you do, man. This uh, The parallel migration of uh, Chinese people coming up from the Darien Gap, um, where they're going to once they cross our border... A lot of people, I'm sure, would love to know, you know, we know it's happening. Where are they going? I didn't know if you might could get somebody embedded in that and kind of track that movement once they are in the United States. If we would we love to know. If volunteers listening to the program and you want to embed yourself into the movement coming from the Darien Gap, I know that one reporter has done that, Muckraker, um, uh, has done that uh, partially. Yep. But I want to go deeper. I want to go darker. I want to go further. And we need brave souls, brave souls. A six foot one white dude from New Jersey can't do it. So we're going to need nope. brave souls. And you can DM us on Signal and we can put you to work. Thanks for the comment. Thank you very Thank much you. for the idea. Let's go to live. Live JD, JD Galore. You're live. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Mr. Keith, love you very much. Curious what out of all the things in the past two weeks scares you the most? Two weeks? You mean within my reporting or the world at large? Your reporting. What scares me the most? I think, that's a good question. I think, first of all, fear is not, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. So it's not good to be scared. But the most concerning thing was watching, was that moment in the Ramada video when the deputy sheriff, if we can find his last name, please, the, the, the sheriff, the, the, the guy that was standing in front of the bus, the sheriff in front of the bus looked at me in front of the Casas Alitas Ramada Hotel. And as the bus was pulling up behind him with the windows all fogged from all the human beings inside the bus, I said, sir, right behind you, there's a bus filled with illegal immigrants going to that compound hotel. And he says... I, I'm not on the bus. It was like he was possessed. It was it, it, it was very uh, a good allegory, a good metaphor for where we are. He, he his eyes were completely glazed over, and he threatened to arrest me. He threatened to arrest me 
for trespassing on a public egress street next to a McDonald's when there was a bus passing behind him. His name is Deputy Carter. Thank you, team. Deputy Carter of the Pima County Sheriff's Office was going to arrest me and my team. And when I said, sir, don't lie to me. And he just kept on yammering away. Now, whether what, was he following orders? Most say, well, he's just doing his job, James O'Keefe. Oh, don't, don't behave like Antifa. I'm not behaving like Antifa. I'm asking questions with my microphone. That's what journalists do. And he was lying to me. That's what concerns me. Like well, Jordan Peterson always says in the book, Ordinary Men by, by Browning, that this idea that ordinary men can do such despicable acts. At what point do ordinary men just following orders become evil? No, oh, they're just good people paying their mortgage. Okay, well, at what point does that no longer become good? That's actually terrifying. That's, and again, I'm not really someone who is terrified, so to speak, but it's certainly disconcerting. And we need to capture more of those moments on videotape. Let's go to live1.tv. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. We're talking about no mas muertes, secret death camps in the middle of the desert, the cartel, bribes, extortion on video, caught on tape, all facts. Your reaction. Go ahead. I don't need 30 seconds, James, and um, I appreciate the work you're doing. I also know that you've worked with Special Master Barbara Jones. I just called the police. All right, thank you. We've heard I recorded. I recorded. No, 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 James. Hey, don't minimize it, James. Don't minimize it. Please like to go to the next person. Thank you very much for your time. You call in every week. I've got your message. Jay Scott, go ahead. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. Hey, James, um, thank you so much for all the great work you do. You've exposed um, a lot of important things. um, But to speak about what's happening right now, um, I really hope that, you know, everyone takes into account that, yes, um, we definitely have to close the border. It doesn't make sense to bring in more people and we can't even take care of our own homeless people. I just hope everyone takes into account the fact that our government is destabilizing most of the countries that these people are coming from and our intelligence agencies are working directly with the cartels. So there's a long history of it. Um, You can look up the deal that the DEA made with the Sinaloa cartel to um, not prosecute them if they, you know, turned over other cartels. So is that on on camera? Can can I watch that deal on YouTube in the back rooms? Can we see that on video? Unfortunately, it's not on camera. Uh, Well, that's what we got to do. It's not. Unfortunately, that's the mission at hand. And hopefully someone can do that. If you're inside the DEA, the NSA, the CIA, whatever ABC organization you're in, you better grow a pair of balls and have a conscience because it's better than going to hell. Let's go to Mariana. You're on the inside with James O'Keefe. Your bio is in some foreign language. I I don't know who you are. Go ahead. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm Mariana from New York. Uh, First time registered to your room. Hi for everyone. Um, I understand it's about border and about our all... um, I have a question for you. What's your opinion about that we're going to play it in Senate um, regarding money funding that there's going to be a deal Israel, Ukraine, and our border? What's your opinion how it's going to be look like? Thank you. Oh, I have no idea. I'm not a foreign policy expert. I don't, I don't, I'm not qualified to answer questions. There's a lot of smart people that can do that. We need to fact find. We need videos. We need backroom deals on tape. That's what we're specializing in. But thank you for the question. We got about five minutes left. Let's go to Donald. Donald with the Texas flag. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. You have 30 seconds. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say that, uh, from what I understood, comptrollers of states can take away tax-exempt statuses, and I'm wondering if people could organize to get people's comptrollers, the right people elected, and start going after all the NGOs and these so-called church organizations and just stripping their tax-exempt status. That's all I got. Yeah, a lot of this requires people in the government to do things, and I don't know if people have the required will to do anything, but it was fascinating to me that churches don't have to file public tax returns, and they have to be, uh, I suppose, they have to be meeting the requirements of the regula regulations, which here you would think this video would show serious violations. But... You know, we live in a nation of political women will, not a nation of laws. Tara says she has an answer for you. Tara, go ahead. Tara Rodas, you're, you're muted. If you can hear me, we'd love an answer on this question of nonprofits and regulations. If, if Tara, are you there? We'll go ahead and message Tara and see if she can, if she, oh, there you are. Go ahead, Tara. Tara Rodas, can you hear me? All right, we'll go ahead and message Tara and see if she can answer that question in a moment. Uh, Mr. Robot, you're live with James O'Keefe. Go ahead. Love your work, James. You're the tip of the spear. Um, I wanted to ask, I'm trying to do research on uh, hotels because I feel like that's a huge part of this. There's tons of illegal immigrants all across the country in these closed hotels, and I feel like they're all privately owned now by NGOs. Is there any way or could you lead me in any right direction for my research on how to find out where that money who owns these properties? It seems to be kind of lost in records. Who owns the properties? I think we did have an answer on that. I'll have my colleague DM you directly. We did find out who the owner is of the Ramada Hotel, Casa Salitas in Tucson. So we'll get that answer to you. Do we have Tara lined up yet? Uh, Tara Rhoda, so you're there. Can you hear me? We're waiting for Tara. I want to close out the show with Tara. We'll get to her in a moment. Um, the Blueberry Pirate. What a name. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. Go ahead. Thank you, James, and thanks for all the work you've done. My question is, if this was a five-person NGO doing all of this, how many more NGOs and how many more people do they have? Well, they have a lot of volunteers. That's what they told us in the video, and they work alongside the Tucson Church. So the question I have back to you is, how many people work with Unitarian Church of Tucson, Arizona? Do we know the answer to that question? Well, I certainly don't. But my, I guess I would also say how many just other NGOs are there out there that are doing the same kind of work that we haven't found out about yet? Well, we know about this because Caesar is a very brave man. I'm reading comments. So much respect to you. The church, the traders. Where are all the journalists? Where are all the citizen journalists? I mean... This is, a, I'm reading these comments, this is a literal Metal Gear Solid 5 level operation tactical espionage extraction through a church, a 501c3 in Tucson. You got the Washington Post, you got the IRS, you got the New York Times national security team literally Hello. obsessed with me while dudes with guns point, point them at Mexicans and extract money out of them to get them to Phoenix in the United States. You can't make this shit up. Um, now, Tara Rhoda, so you're there. Can you hear me? Tara. I think we're having technical issues listening to Tara, but we do have an answer. Uh, I want, I've got another minute or two. Um, and then we have to end the show. 
Okay. Uh, I'll go to one or two more people. How about we go to Larry? Larry the Loon, go ahead. Hey, James. Thanks for everything that you do. Go ahead. What do we got? We're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. You're one of our last callers. I was just wondering if you followed up with any of the FOIAs and if any of us citizen journalists can follow up with any of the FOIAs and how to do that. That's a great question. You know, one of the things that we're going to do, and go ahead and mute yourself, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to make a FOIA form available for you in Arizona, guys. We're going to tweet that out, excuse me, post that out for you. So you should be FOIAing the Pima County Sheriff's Office because these Nomas Muertes people claim they called the sheriff on us down there in Pima. I believe it was Pima County, is it not? We'll check. And also the Casas Elitas Ramada. You want to inundate the sheriff's office with requests for comment. Now, I got to end the show here, but I remiss. What's next, James O'Keefe? What's next? What's next? What's next? Man, you're keeping me a busy man. Every week I got to produce a movie. If you go to the end of this video, you'll notice something happens. Listen to this. It's still on. I'm going to take the phone out. If you have information about Nomas Muertes, the Unitarian Church of Tucson, or any other group, or you're willing to put your life on the line as Caesar has to expose the corruption in our government, and the IRS, which is apparently partnering with these NGO groups to prevent transparency into their inner workings, contact us at tips.okeefemediagroup.com or on our signal. And stay tuned. There you go. So maybe if you know someone inside the IRS, you know, maybe the maybe the IRS is the, it's a part of the tax code, 51C3s. I don't know, maybe someone inside the IRS is going to come forward. I'm just saying... Maybe we got someone inside the IRS? Wait, do we have someone? So let's take bets. Do we have someone inside the IRS or do we have someone recorded someone inside the IRS? I don't know. Oh, are you scared? Are they going to come after you? Listen, I'm not scared because we choose faith over fear. And I am willing to bet that they are more afraid of us than we at O'KeefeMediaGroup.com are afraid of of them. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in next week. You won't want to miss it.